Good morning. 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 Man, it's good to see all your smiling faces, and it's good. Uh, it's good that we are right here praising and worshiping our God. It's a true blessing. And I got to tell you, uh, this forty days has been amazing. Uh, I don't know how God has worked in your life through this 40 days, but I'm excited to hear about it as we, as we continue on, and we're going to have an opportunity to talk through it for sure. Uh, the 24 hours of prayer was pretty amazing for me. I hope it was for you. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, for the last 40 days, we have, we have uh, had one person sign up for a 24-hour period to fast and pray. And, and seek God in that. And seek God for, for us as individuals and, and for them, their, their own walk, but also to seek for our church and, and, and call on God to help align us with Him and not align God with us. But, but fix our hearts on Him. And then we have 24 hours of prayer that started at 8 a.m. on Saturday and it went till 8 a.m. this morning. I pray that you were, were able to be a part of that. Even if you weren't right here, that you took an hour at home and prayed. And, and spend that whole hour in prayer. I told Jeff this morning that God used a 2x6 on me in my hour of prayer. And it was needed. It was needed. As I knelt here with my wife, and we prayed together, uh... My heart was opened. My heart was open for God to put me in line with Him, but also my heart was open for you guys. Christy prayed, and uh, all these white papers were up here, and we prayed through them, and Christy prayed this. God, I pray for this whole church because every one of them, every one of them has a white paper. And it hit me that I don't pray for you enough. And I promise you that I'm going to change that, that I'm going to start praying for every one of you specifically. And I ask that you do the same. Be praying for one another. Because every one of us have a white paper. Every one of us may have 12. But we won't write it down. We won't put it up here for whatever reason. But I want you to know that I'm going to start lifting those white papers up to God for you. Whatever you have on it. Whatever it says. Because that's what we're supposed to do. Lift one another up in prayer. Lift one another up in our struggles. And, and I'll tell you, as, as I read through these, I broke down because of the pain and struggle that some people right here are going through. So I want to lift you up in prayer. And we're going to do that right now. Father God, I just... I lift up this church. I lift up every person that's sitting here right now or any person that has walked through that door to come in here and, and seek you. Lord, I, I just pray for every individual right now that, that whatever is on their white piece of paper for you, that, that they're asking for prayers, that, that, that we lift, that I lift those prayers up to you right now, Father. We know that you hear them. 
We know that you have a heart that listens to our prayers. Your ears are open to it. And Lord, I, I just thank you for that. And I, I pray for every individual here right now. Lord, I thank you for your love. I thank you for this church. I thank you for every individual that is here right now. And every one of them that's missing from here today, Lord. We just thank you. Thank you for each one of them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'll say it again though, welcome to Beecher Island. We are an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And I, I love that that's who we are, and I, and, I, and I say that because this is what I preach from, this is what we teach from, and if at any point I stray from this, I ask you to put me back right. <laughs> to put me back in truth and put me where I need to be in that. So, <clears throat> thank you for being here, and I, and I welcome you here this morning. If you will, open your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 9. <clears throat> Nehemiah chapter 9 is where we're at in our study of Nehemiah. And it is perfect. God is a detail orchestrator. I've said that a bunch. I've said that many, many times, but I'll tell you that He proved it again to me in Nehemiah chapter 9 as we wrap up our 40 days of prayer and fasting. We're going to... Uh, I'm going to tell you, it's just going to be a little different this morning. And uh, if you're new with us, just know it's, it looks a little different. <laughs> but it's okay. <clears throat> Not going to be that much different because it's still about God. And uh, we're all about Him. But chapter 9, <clears throat> it says, Now, on the 24th day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting and sackcloth and with dust on their heads. Then those of Israel, like lineage, separated themselves from all foreigners as they stood and confessed their sins and the inequities of their fathers. Listen, they, they just got done fasting too. They gathered up. They separated themselves from foreigners. What are we doing right here? Hopefully we're separating ourselves from the world. We're separating ourselves from, from the outside, those who don't have citizenship, and we're coming together with those who have citizenship of heaven. And we're seeking God. But what they do? And they stood and confessed their sins and the inequities of their fathers. And they stood up in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for one fourth of the day and another one fourth they confessed and worshiped the Lord their God. They confessed their sins. Nehemiah 1.6 The first thing Nehemiah did Nehemiah 1.6, it says, please, he's talking to God, right? Please let your ears be attentive and your eyes open. That's what I'm praying right now for our Father. For us. That you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night. For the children of Israel, your servant, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you. You both, my Father, you, both my father's house and I, have sinned. James 5.16 says, Confess your trespasses. Pray for one another. It hit me this week that you know what? I probably don't seek forgiveness enough. I want to be clear on this real quick first though. We don't need to seek forgiveness to be in heaven. 
Jesus says over and over and over again, Paul says over and over and over again, that if you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have salvation. If you believe, you have heaven. So why do we need to ask for forgiveness? So that we get in line with God. We ask for forgiveness so that our heart lays all that stuff behind us and we focus on God. We lay all that stuff down so that we don't have to be burdened with it, so that our heart can see what God's will is for us. He wants that. He wants us to seek forgiveness and repent, right? He wants us to repent. He means change your ways. You know, uh, I talked about everybody having a white piece of paper up here for prayers. We also all have a white piece of paper of stuff we need to repent of. Stuff that we need to confess of. We all have a white piece of paper that, <clears throat> that we need to write it all down, seek the forgiveness, and crumple it up and throw it away. And so this morning, I'm going to encourage you. We're going to take a couple of minutes here. We're not going to confess to each other because you know what? It's a confession to Him. That's what matters. And so I'm going to encourage all of you to just take a couple of minutes. Every one of us has something on our heart, I promise you. And we need to seek forgiveness for it. We feel like we have wronged God and it keeps coming back. And the old devil wants to use it to rear his ugly face and try to pull you back down and try to get you to be not a child of God, but you are. You are a child of God. And so this morning, I just want to take just a couple of minutes. And I want you to, to just lay out to God, and right where you're sitting, to lay out to God for confessing to Him. Or you feel like you're wrong. And then leave it there. Leave it there and know that you are forgiven. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to shut up here for a couple minutes. I want to encourage you to just take a couple of minutes and... Seek that forgiveness. Know that you need to repent. And give it to Him. I encourage you to do that now. You need to keep praying. Keep on praying. <clears throat> Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 4. Then Joshua, Bani, Kedemiel, Shabani, Unai, Sherbai, Bani, I'm going to mess them all up. Chen and I, they stood on the stairs of the Levites and cried out with a loud voice to, their, to the Lord their God. And the Levites and Jeshua, Kadamil, Bani, Hashabani, Sherebi, some other people said this. Standeth and bless the Lord your God forever and ever. Stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever. Look at they confessed their sins. They laid it all down. And they, they blessed their Lord. And this morning I thought, you know what? What an opportunity for us to lay down whatever's on our heart that's holding us back from God doing His will in our life as we went through this 40 days. And we lay all down what the devil, what strength he has. When we lay it down, he has no strength. He has no power. And we praise our God. 
We praise our God. It says, stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever. Amen. So I'm going to encourage you right now to stand up. And we're going to give praise where praise is due and glory where glory is due. And we're going to sing one more song and then I'll keep on preaching. But stand up now and we're going to, they're going to lead us in one more song. Blessed be your glorious name.
to say amen. 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 Have a seat. Nehemiah chapter 9. They lay out how great our God is. They go in depth about God, this is what you have done for us. And it's a little long. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to read through it because it is awesome. It is wonderful what's, what is laid out in Nehemiah chapter 9. Starting halfway through in verse 5, stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever. Bless, blessed be your glorious name which is exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You have made heaven, the heavens of heaven, with all their hosts, the earth and everything on it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve them all. The hosts of heaven worship you. Amen, amen. You are the Lord God who chose Abram and brought him out of Ur and of the Chaldeans and gave him the name Abraham. You found his heart faithful before you and made a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perzites, the Jebusites, and the Girgashites to give it to his descendants. You have performed your words, for you are righteous. You saw the affliction of our fathers in Egypt and heard their cry by the Red Sea. You showed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, against all his servants, and against all the people of his land, for you knew that they acted proudly against them. So you made a name for yourself as it is this day. And you divided the sea before them. So that they went through the midst of the sea on the dry land. And I hope you're picturing these stories, these accounts that we have. And, and, and I just point out here that, that he pointed out on dry land. When God split the sea, they walked across dry land. Not muddy. Dry ground they walked across. And their persecutors you threw into the deep as a stone into the mighty waters. And he'll do the same with your persecutors. Turn them over to him. Don't battle don't, don't, don't pick the fight with them and try to fight it yourself. Draw on the power that you have. God. And He will take care of them. Moreover, you led them by day with a cloudy pillar and by night with a pillar of fire to give them light on the road which they should travel. Listen to me. Maybe you feel a little lost right now. Maybe you feel like God is a distance from you. Maybe you feel like you just don't know the journey that lies ahead. You, you, you're, you got a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. It's okay. It's okay because I'm telling you that God will lead you by a pillar. Either by cloud or by fire, but He will lead you. Right? He gives us the Holy Spirit to... to guide us and lead us and speak truth to us. In John uh, 16, 13, uh, I just want you to listen to this. John 16, 13. Thirteen, sixteen. I think is what Well, if I go to John instead of Hebrews, it would help a lot. <laughs> John 16, 13. 
It says this. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take of what is Mine and declare it to you. Listen, the Holy Spirit will guide you. When, when you confess Jesus Christ as Lord, you are promised the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'll go. i got to go away so that I can send the Spirit to be with you. And that Holy Spirit will guide you. It will lead you just like a pillar, a cloudy pillar or a pillar of fire. Right? He's going to lead you wherever you need. The problem is, it's us. God is right there with you. God is there to guide you, to lead you, to speak truth into you, to lead you where you need to be, to, to answer your prayers, whether right now or in the future. But it's our heart, guys. It's our heart. I threw out a question to the young adults last Sunday, and they taught me. I'll just tell you that right now. I threw out a question that was this, can we change God's heart with our prayers? And I threw a lot of scripture at them that, that where God did change his mind. But they said it doesn't really matter if God changes his mind because God is perfect. What matters is do I change my heart to be in line with him? That's paraphrasing what they said. But I thought, whew, thank you God for these young, young adults. These young adults that lead me to truth. about getting our hearts right so that we can see God and even in them times where you're struggling and saying, God, I don't, I don't know where you're at. I don't see you. Be still. Be still and know that God is with you. Be still and know that He's with you. Verse 13, You came down also on Mount Sinai and spoke with them from heaven and gave them just ordinance and true laws, got good statutes and commandments. You made known to them your holy Sabbath and commanded them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses, your servant. You gave them bread from heaven for their hunger and brought them water out of the rock for their thirst and told them to go and to possess the land which you had sworn to give them. Listen to me. God will give you what you need. Divine supplies, I think, is the word. God will give them to you. Whatever your need is, God will provide. God will take care of you. God will give you what you need. I, I, I'm telling you this through this 40 days. I, I, I've had many, many questions. I've had lots of, lots of prayers to God saying, God, I don't know. God, I don't know. But He'll give it all. I know that He will. For whatever questions I have in my life and what's going on in our household, but also for this church, also for this church and where we're headed, what we're doing, where we're going, He will provide everything we need. He will let the water flow from the rock. But they and our fathers acted proudly, hardened their necks, and did not heed your commandments. They refused to obey, and they were not mindful of your wonders that you did among them, but they hardened their necks, and in their rebellion they appointed a leader and returned to their bondage. Listen, guys. 
But you are God, ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger. I want you to hear this, ready to pardon. We just confessed our sins, we laid them down, God pardoned you. Listen, God pardoned you, He forgave you. Leave them there. Leave them there. Don't pick them back up and carry them back out this door, okay? Because this afternoon, tomorrow morning, the old devil will say, see, you didn't lay it down. But I'm telling you, God pardoned you. He forgave you because He is gracious and merciful. He's slow to anger. He is abundant in kindness. And He did not forsake them. Tucker talked about this. Hebrews 13.5 God promises us that He will not forsake us. You should know that. If you feel forsaken, it's your heart. Not His. It's your Look to Him and change your heart in that walking and see that He's right there with you and He is not forsaken. It says, even when they made a molded calf for themselves and said, this is your God that brought you up out of Egypt and worked great provocations, yet in your manifold mercies, you did not forsake them in the wilderness. The pillar of the cloud did not depart from them by day to lead them on the road, nor the pillar of fire by night to show them light and the way they should go. Listen, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how bad you think you are. Or, or, or if you feel like you're a failure and, and doing God's work and doing, doing for Him or, or in your relationship with Him or that you've just messed it up so bad that, that you're a lost cause to God. No, look. God did all this for them and they make this calf and they say, oh, praise you, golden calf. God still, still gave them the guidance that they needed from Him. And He'll give you the same. He'll give you the same. You also gave your good spirit to instruct them. <laughs> Do we have that promise too? Amen. Right. Amen. We have that promise too. And did not withhold your manna from their mouth and gave them water for their thirst. Forty years you sustained them in the wilderness. They lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not swell. Moreover, you gave them kingdoms and nations and divided them into districts. So they took possession of the land of Sahan, the land of the king of Heshbon, and the land of Og, king of Bashan. You also multiplied their children as the stars of heaven and brought them into the land which you had told their fathers to go in and possess. So the people went in and possessed the land. You subdued before them the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, and gave them into their hands with their kings and the people of the land that they might do with them as they wish. And they took strong cities and a rich land and possessed houses full of all goods, cisterns already dug, vineyards, olive groves, and fruit trees in abundance. So they ate and were filled and grew fat and delighted themselves in your great goodness. Church, are you doing that with God? God gave them all of this. 
And they delighted in God. I don't know where you're at in your walk. I don't know where you're at in your journey right now in life. But I'll tell you what, even as Laura said this morning, even in all of our struggles and trials, at the end of the day, we stop and praise God. Amen, amen. Are we doing that? Are we stopping praising God even when we're like, poor me. I'm good at that. I'll just tell you right now. Just ask Christy. I'm good at telling her all about my struggles and, and everything that's wrong and all the people that wronged me for the day. Most of the time I stop right there. And I don't say, but God, you are still so good. I want to change my ways in that. I want to change my ways in that and say, God, even in all this stuff, I want to give you hope. I want to praise you. I want to stand in your light. Thank you. Thank you. But after they had rest, they again did evil before you. Therefore you left them in the hands of their enemies, so that they had dominion over them. Yet when they returned and cried out to you, you heard from heaven. And many times you delivered them according to your mercies. Listen to me. If you don't think God listens to you, just read this. Just read this over and over. Okay? Read it over and over because every time they would fall short, right? Every time they would mess it up. Every time. And we're going to keep reading this. Every time they mess it up, but God would hear their cries. God hears you. God hears your cries. And testifies against them that you might bring them back to your law. Yet they acted proudly and did not heed your commandments, but sinned against your judgment, which if a man does, he shall live by them. And they shrugged their shoulders, stiffened their neck, and would not hear. Yet for many years you had patience with them. And testified against them by your spirit and your prophets. Yet they would not listen. Therefore you gave them into the hands of the people of the lands. Nevertheless, in your great mercies, you did not utterly consume them nor forsake them. Again, He didn't forsake them. Even though they continued to wrong Him. Even though they continued to wrong Him. But it says this, For you are God, gracious and merciful. Gracious and merciful. Amen, amen. Psalms 34, 8, it's up to read this morning. 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Should we trust Him? Do we give Him our life? Do we trust Him in everything? Even when we wrong Him, do we still trust Him that He's God's? Now, therefore, our God, the great the mighty and awesome God. If that's not highlighted in your Bible or underlined, it needs to be. Because you can just read that every morning. Now, therefore, our God, the great, the mighty, and awesome God who keeps covenants and mercy 
Do not let all the trouble seem small before you that has come upon us. Our kings and our princes, our priests and our prophets, our fathers and on all your people from the day of the king of Assyria until this day. However, you are just in all that has befallen us. For you have dealt faithfully, but we have done wickedly. That verse right there put some heavy weight on my heart. That's why I wanted to confess this morning all each one of us individually. Because you know what? We are wicked. Our flesh is wicked. We're told that we will fall short of the glory of God. That our flesh is wicked. But you know what else it says? That we can deny our flesh and pick up our cross and follow Amen. And we don't have to stand in the wicked. We can stand with Jesus in His light. Neither our king nor our princes, our priests nor our fathers, have kept your law, nor heeded your commandments and your testimonies with which you testified against them. For they have not served you in their kingdom or in the many good things that you gave them or in the large and rich land which you set before them, nor did they turn from their wicked works. Here we are, servants today. And the land that you gave to our fathers to eat its fruit and its bounty, here we are, servants in it. And it yields much increase to the kings you have set over us because of our sins. Also, they have dominion over our bodies and our cattle and their pleasures, and we are in great distress. Listen, if you're bound by this world, if you're bound by thoughts that you can't get rid of, if you're bound by the flesh. Lay it all down. Lay it all down at His feet because He has the power to diminish it all. Because He is that great of a God. And it says, and because of all this, we make sure, we make a sure covenant and write it. Our leaders, our Levites, and our priests seal it. Listen to me this morning. Oh, we don't need priests to seal it for you because the Holy Spirit seals it for you when you confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Amen. I ask you this morning, have you made a covenant? The new covenant. Have you confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead and the Word says you will be saved? Have you made that covenant? Maybe you did it a long time ago and, and, and you kind of stepped away. Maybe it's been recent you still kind of just stepped away. God is still right there saying, hey, you made a covenant with me. Come on, my son. Come on, my daughter. We're right. I'm right here. I'm right here. Every time. Every time. So I'm going to encourage you this morning to step into that covenant that you have made with Christ. And you are sealed by the Spirit and it cannot be taken from you. 
So stand it. Give praises. Give glory where glory is due, and that's to Him. Have, have joy coming from your heart. I'll tell you what. I, the worship that we do in here is amazing. And, and, I, and this morning as we were singing, and just as we were singing right there about how great our God is, I, I was saying, God, let me walk out of here and walk all week with this, pre, this, this joy that's flowing from my heart right now. I can't smile and sing at the same time that, Lord, I'm doing it right now. And I want that way. I want to walk that way. I want to stand in what He has provided for me. And that is His Son came here, died for you, went to the cross, right? Went to the, went to the tomb after He was crucified and rose from the grave three days later and then walked this earth to prove that He is the Christ, the Son of God. And then He ascended to heaven to go and make a place for you. And in doing that, He said, I'm sending the Spirit to be in you, to seal you and know that you are a child of God. You're a co-heir with Christ. Amen. And I want us to walk in that. I want us to be excited. As Tucker said, sometimes church can feel like a funeral. It shouldn't be a funeral. It should be a celebration that Jesus, you, went to the cross for me. And I have life now because of what you've done. Amen. We should be smiling and excited about what we have. And when we forget about it, and we walk our own way, we can cry out to God and He says, Ah, come on. I'm right here. I'm right here to continue to journey with you. So today, if you have not made that covenant with Him, if you have not confessed Him as Lord, today is the day to do it. Today is the day to allow Him to be the Lord of your life. And if you feel lost in that, if you feel like you've stepped away from God, today's the day to fix Him. Today's the day to come back to Him. Today's the day to step into His light and rejoice. And rejoice. I'm going to ask the praise team to come up. There's been lots of praying that's been going on the last 40 days. and I hope that your heart has been moved. I hope that in that you have come closer in your intimacy with Christ. And I'll tell you, maybe you didn't get answers for your questions, and that's okay because God heard your prayer. And He may answer it now, and He may answer it down the road, just as we have in the God's Word that He stored those prayers and then He came to answer them. But maybe you need more prayer. And if you do, it's okay. We all need more prayer, right? We all have our white paper. But if you have something you're really struggling with, I would love to pray with you this morning. I would love to, to just lay it all out for Jesus to take, take a hold of it. Guys, I want to be a praying church. And I'm not saying that we haven't been. But I am saying from this point forward, I want to be known as a praying church. Because our God is so good. And He listens. And He cares about you so much. So much that it's unfathomable. Because I don't know how He sent His Son to die for me. I wasn't worth it. I'm not worth it. But yet I am because He did it. And He proved it. 
And so today, grab a hold of it. Grab a hold of His blood. Grab a hold of knowing that you are a child of God and you're made perfect for your purpose. And it is you. So today, if you need prayers, please come forward and pray with me. Craig's in the back. He'll pray with you back there. I know he will. Guys, let's rejoice. Let's be excited about what God has done in our lives. And if we're going astray, cry out to Him. He's right there. Father, we thank You that You are the God of heaven. Father, we thank You that You are all power, all knowing. You are the God of the heavens of the heavens of heavens. And it is so good that we worship You. And God, I just pray right now that whatever, whatever may be stopping us from stepping into Your goodness, whatever may be holding us back, that we lay it down today. And Lord, as we prayed a little bit earlier, we, we, we prayed for, for, uh, for the sins that we've committed, for, for the wrongs that we've done, and we, and we lay them down at Your feet, Father, and we know that You heard those prayers. And Lord, I pray that You give us the power to repent, repent from all of that and leave it here and walk in the newness of You. Lord, You promised that. And I just thank You that You do that. Father, I pray for anybody right now that's struggling. Struggling physically, emotionally, spiritually. I just lift them up to You, Father, and pray for Your hand to be healing on them because You are the ultimate healer. Lord, open up their heart to see You. Open their eyes to see You. Open, open up whatever needs to be done so that they focus on You and they can... Set aside all the things of this world. Set aside all the things that are trying to distract them. But they can focus on You and know that You are good. We praise You, Father. We thank You for this morning. We thank You for this account of Nehemiah and the praise that they were giving to You. And Lord, I pray that we, we give that same praise. We pour it out. And we bring glory to Your name. God, thank You for this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.